Hi there, and welcome to the Homestead Education Podcast. Do you have a homestead, farm, or just dream of a rural life? This is a show to help you and your kids grow your own food and grow as a person. I'm your host, Cody Hanner. I'm a homesteader, homeschool mama six, and small town enthusiast. I was raised by an old school rancher and blessed by the grace of God to have been exposed to so much of what rural life has to offer. Join me every week to talk about homesteading, homeschooling, and growth with a homestead education. Hi, and welcome back. I just want to remind you that you can get all of my homestead science books on my website um, for a new way of teaching agriculture to today's youth and aspiring homesteaders by focusing on small-scale farming and self-sufficiency. If you are a school or a co-op and need invoicing, please feel to reach out to me directly. So today, um, just give you a little bit of an update. We are no longer sick, or at least not as sick as we were. Um, so we're actually starting to move forward on a few things on our homestead. We had a lot of fun making lard last week, and I got that up on the YouTube channel, so make sure you pop over and watch that. Um, we are focusing a lot on getting our, um, new kind of homestead storefront up and running. Right now, that's mainly going to be our website people have always kind of been able to come to the farm and buy uh, retail cuts and pour or um piglets and then we do whole hogs and half hogs uh now we're gonna have our website up and running so um i'm excited for that i'll let you guys know when it's up i'd love input and just for you to check it out and maybe share it with anybody in north idaho that you um, might know who is interested in getting support from us i'll probably have a podcast discount code so that'll be fun um, so I'm working with a designer, um, to do our homestead website and that's, you know, it's an interesting experience to have someone else working on it. Cause I've always done my own website and with everything we have going on in our lives, I really felt like this was something that was worth it to me to go ahead and pay someone else to do. So I, you know, they don't do like, they do customize websites. I mean, that's what they're doing. But um, this isn't like, it's not as extensive of a site as what I would have, like, say, for homestead education. So I'm actually paying them a low flat rate fee every month. And then they build the site. They set up all my um, e-commerce on the back end. And it'll make it where I can uh, sell products in advance. Um, and either people can just come pick it up. Or if I do my deliveries in town, they can... Um, pick them up. I'll do that. We live like 40 minutes from town if you don't already follow us and kind of know that. So some people will want to come up or we do have a lot of people um, in our small community, kind of 40 minutes out of town that are interested in buying our products. In fact, a lot of our customers are just our local um, neighbors. But for people who do want to buy in town, I go to town one time a week for sure um, for our co-op. So I will be bringing product in that people have pre-purchased or, you know, I'll have them lined up to purchase it when they meet us. And, um, those will probably be like, I'll probably have like a $50 minimum that, um, for me to meet you in town. Otherwise, you know, you'll have to come up, but, um, I'm kind of, I mean, I might kind of just be rambling on telling you a little bit about what we're doing with our website and our business because we're kind of learning as we go right at the moment. Um, we've had a pretty profitable homestead for several years now, but I'm just kind of wanting to change the front of it and diversify a little bit. There's a few other farm stores in our county 
and they are doing well and people are excited to be able to purchase from them. Um, we live kind of the furthest out, but we're also right on the Canadian border. And there's a few products that um, people can't get in Canada that they can get here and they are legal to take across the border. Um, that kind of goes into some of those rogue food conversations. Um, one of those is raw milk. Now, there are a few places that you can buy raw milk in our county, and but we are literally the be, would be the first stop once they get over the border. And um, raw milk is illegal in Canada, but is not illegal to obtain. So they do have herd share programs, which is where multiple people pay into a um, farm once a month to own part of the herd. And then they get a certain percentage of the milk that comes back out of that herd. Um, the other option is you're allowed to bring dairy products across the border. So each person can have up to $20 of dairy products per person a day that they bring over the border. And it doesn't matter that it's raw, or at least that um, has been what I've continued to hear and understand from my research. Um, I just say it that way because there's so many different laws, but that is one that um, has been a consistent with lots of other dairies um, up in this area. So I'm excited to be able to be that first line. There's a few other products that they can purchase and take over the border as well. I actually don't think they can take my meat, which is funny because it's USDA um, uh, processed, but I will have to look into that one. That's another one that I'm just going to have to look into. And, um, you know, I'll probably have a list on the wall um, in the store of what my Canadian customers can purchase and take over the border with them so that they don't have um, any issues with that. Um, and then, you know, we'll have products that they can consume right here as well. Or if they're, you know, picking something up to go on into town and meet with a friend or something that, you know, um, so I'm excited for that one. We also, um, in our area, if we realize that we are out of feed on a Sunday, the closest feed store is an hour and a half away. So, you know, there's always the options of just throwing your chickens like a handful of grain out of your kitchen or something and having them hold over till Monday. But sometimes if people work on Mondays and stuff, that's, you know, I mean, it would be late Monday evening before they got feed. And if they work in town, the only feed store closes, I think, at four or five. Um, so people who work till that late wouldn't be able to get feed at that point either. So, I'm hoping to have um, a few different feed options here at our store. Um, I'm not going to go crazy and it's all going to be from a local feed mill. I've already discussed with them my options for selling their product here at the store. And I'm probably going to have like a all stock, like general type feed and a chicken feed. Um, probably not meat bird or layer per se, just a chicken um, feed. And I might even with permission from the feed mill, um, break that down into smaller packaging. So people can buy like a 10 pound bag from us versus a 50 pound bag. So that'll be really nice. Um, I do have some neighbors who are going to put a ton of hay here under storage and we'll be able to sell hay, um, you know, by the bale, like our neighbors, they only sell by the ton. So, um, we'll be able to sell by the bale here off the property. And that's going to be really helpful to a lot of our um, friends and neighbors up here. Um, but the farm store won't officially be opening until spring. So right now what we're doing is just working on the website, um, lining up suppliers, um, and getting the facility ready, which the facility is, it used to be a meat room on our property, like a meat processing room. 
Um, we are going to still be processing our own meat and um, allowing friends to use our equipment in the back part of this room. It's a large room. And then the front part will be our store. And we won't be processing meat there all the time. It'll be um, as needed. And so the front part will be um, like our coolers um, for our USDA meat and any other products that we have. Uh, so yeah, just really excited to get that up and going. Um, I just, it's a real needed thing in our part of the County and seems how we've already been the ones kind of providing those products. We're just going to expand that. So that's a lot of fun. Uh, the next thing is this coming weekend, we are going to be butchering a sow that she, we kind of have a three strikes. You're out on, um, butchering sows or on sows that, um, maybe don't work the best for our homestead. Now, if they're just not great for our homestead and we could sell them to another homestead, we prefer to do that. Um, however, for us, this particular sow, she's been a little aggressive. She's huge and eats a lot. Um, but her last two litters, she had no, yeah, her last two litters she has eaten. She's also kind of aggressive. And so she's just not worth um, holding on to ourselves or to sell to someone else. So she's going to be butchered this coming weekend. I believe she is six or 700 pounds. We have already purchased all of our spices to butcher her, which, because um, we're going to do a lot of sausage. We consider her a sausage sow. She's uh, three years old. So she's a little too old to still be considered, you know, for steaks and stuff, which honestly, her steaks would be just fine. I've butchered sows almost as old as her before and they there was no issues. But in this case, because we need to get it done quickly all in one weekend, we have some friends coming up. They're bringing extra, um, well, it's actually my uh, business manager, um, Haley. She got to come with me to her first conference this weekend. So her and her husband and daughter are coming up to our house and we're going to be butchering with our kids all weekend. There's going to be a lot of videos. It's We're going to do a whole YouTube on it like week after next. And we are just super excited to get to um, share and fellowship and do like kind of an old fashioned hog butchering. Um, we got all our spices. We got those from Spokane Spice Company. They do ship all over the United States and they buy, they sell bulk spices for um, when you're doing your own home butchering. They also sell equipment there as well. Um, for the home butchering and for the, um, grinding and everything. I mean, they even have a few things there that I don't have, and I'm really excited to get. Um, so we bought several different flavors of sausage because this is our first time doing such a large, um, amount. We've actually never done our own pork sausage. We always are just doing like elk sausage and stuff and we send our pork out. Um, so we're really excited to, um, do this and try all these different flavors, see which ones we love the most so that we can start doing more of our own butchering. Um, we may even, you know, we have like our five-year goals and that's to be able to, um, do direct to consumer sales of pork, um, via the internet and also to have a custom butcher shop on our property and a commercial kitchen. So we'll need to put a new shop in for that. Um, but that's, you know, like I said, five-year plan. And so right now we're just kind of doing a mini version of all of that um, as long to make sure that we're staying within the laws of like the USDA and the our state 
ag. So, um, our guest for today is going to be a very special guest. It is actually my son, Wade. So Wade has gotten to travel all over the United States this year, uh, more so than most young children and um, interact with people in a way that a lot of kids don't get to. And he has learned a lot and he shared some wonderful gems. Um, I'll admit that I have pre-recorded this interview and I was hoping for a little bit more of Wade's amazing gems, but he definitely has a few for you. So let's go ahead and... um, just, you know, wrap up with the reminders of checking out our new YouTube um, series that we're doing on Fridays instead of our second podcast um, episodes for the week. And then if you're interested in teaching or learning about horsemanship from a world record holding mounted archer, check out Brandy Von Holton's horsemanship course in the show notes. Um, And let's go ahead and check out this interview with Wade. So today I have my son Wade here with me. Um, Many of you have met Wade on um, our trips. He is definitely the life of the party at many of the conferences that we go to and enjoys going around and chatting with everyone. And so after having such a great few events with Wade really enjoying himself, I thought it would be fun to interview Wade today and find out how he enjoys being a homesteader. So hi, Wade. Hi. What's your name? Wade. Wade. Okay. How old are you, Wade? Six. Awesome. Where do you go to school? In town. In town? Yeah. Are you homeschooled? Yeah. Yeah. What's your favorite subject? Subject. <laughs> what is the favorite thing your favorite thing to learn about in homeschool? Well, like uh, all the stuff I learned. Like which one? Do you like math or do you like reading or do... math? Math, yeah. You're pretty good at math, huh? Because I have a smart brain. <laughs> you do have a smart brain. Absolutely. So Wait, have you been homesteading for a while? Yeah. Yeah, how long? I don't even know. Yeah. Too long. Too long. Make sure you're talking real loud into the speaker too, okay, or the mic. So what's the name of your homestead? Homestead Revelation. Homestead Revelation. Is that it? I think that's actually part of mom's old business name. I used to call our business Homemade Revelation. Now we're the Homestead Education. But do you know the name of our homestead here at our house? <laughs> we are Hanner Homestead. Hanner Homestead. <laughs> What's the name of mom's business? Don't remember. Don't remember. I just told you. What do I do? Sell books. Sell books. Yeah. What are my books about? Homesteading. Yeah. Do you take one of my homestead classes at co-op? Is it fun? But what's the best thing you've learned so far? I don't know. Well, I remember you liked learning about the insides of chickens. 
<laughs> That was your favorite part? What body parts do chickens have that you learned about? Oh, like every body part. <laughs> All right. Um, so tell us a little bit about your homestead. What do you guys raise? Well, thousand more. Thousand more? What kind of cows? Do we have dairy? We have dairy, yeah. Do we have beef? We do have beef. How many cows do we have? Uh, six, two bulls, and four actual cows. Yeah, what about our, oh, yeah. That actually sounds about right. <laughs> Which one's your favorite? Probably our brand new one. Your, our brand new one. Do you remember his name? No. Oh, his name's Garth. Garthy. Stop with that. <laughs> What kind of, do you remember his breed? He's brown Swiss. Brown Swiss. Um, so what's something else that we raise on our homestead? Chickens. Chickens, yeah. You want to tell me about our chickens? No? Do you have a favorite chicken? Yeah. Yeah? It's probably the chicken. I want to go to fire this time. Yeah. Time. Goldie. Goldie, yeah. Goldie. Um, did you help with our meat birds this year? Yeah. Yeah, tell me about that. Well, me and my dad and my other brother, we bought a net and... You bought a net? What'd you use the net for? To catch the chickens. Why'd you have to catch the chickens? Why weren't they in a cage? Well, we couldn't get them in a cage. There were chickens that were running around. Fair enough. Okay, so once you caught the chickens, what'd you do? We put them in these things and cut their heads off. Fair enough. Then what? Um, let them bleed out. Yeah. Did Dad tell you why we let them bleed out? No. Oh. Makes the meat a little better. Oh. Now, what about, what did we do with them after we bled them out? Cut their legs off. Yeah. Did we dunk them in anything? Um, before we cut the legs off, we um, dunked them head first in hot water. Yeah, then what? Then we took them out, cut their feet off, right? Um, I think we put them in something else. Well, then we put them in this thing that spins and like bumps all the feathers off. Bumps all the feathers off. That's awesome. Ding, ding, ding. <laughs> and then what? Then we put them in a, bu in a bucket. Yeah. And we put them in a bucket. And then we brought them inside. Did we make anything with them after we brought them inside? I, I don't know. What did I make this week? 
Chicken soup. Chicken soup, yeah. Oh, lots of chicken soup. And chicken broth. Chicken tutu. Do we raise anything else on our farm? Piggies. Pigs. Boink. How many pigs do we have? Too many. Too many, yeah. We need to get these things butchered. For sure. Well, who are we butchering this weekend? Well, I know the one who ate piglets. Yes, she ate her piglets, so we are butchering her. And I don't know who else we are butchering. I think we're just butchering her this weekend. How's that going to go? Uh, I don't know. How big of a pig is she? Uh, she's our biggest pig on our, the farm. She is. She's like this wide and this large. <laughs> yep, I'm going to say she's about six or seven hundred pounds. Yeah. What? Do you remember what all we're making out of her? Mm-mm. Do you remember I went to a special place and got stuff for making things? Yeah. What did I get? Nice. Nice. Um, I got spices. We're making lots of sausage. Yeah. Yeah, so we're actually pretty excited about that. We went to the Spokane Spice Company, which is a kind of local to us, but they ship all over the United States. And they have every single spice blend you could like seriously imagine. It was the best. The prices were amazing. And we were able to get everything that we needed to make hundreds of pounds of sausage this coming weekend and bacon. So like super excited. Um, Make sure to check out our YouTube video next week. We're going to go over how we did all of our butchering and how all of our sausages turned out. So uh, what kind of like, what do we sell on our homestead? Well, do we sell pigs? We sell pigs, yeah. Um, and I think that's all we sell on our dairy farm. On our dairy farm. We sell lots of pigs on our dairy farm, yeah. Big pigs, small pigs, boring pigs. Boring pigs? No, boring. <laughs> mm. That just like, like the piglets, yeah. Yeah, we sell piglets um, for, for to 4-H kids and yeah. Um, we sell whole hogs and half hogs and we sell our packages of meat, huh? Yep. So when we were at these conferences, you had quite a bit of business advice for people. Um, what's some of that advice that you were given these booths on business? Well, I don't remember. You don't remember any of it. Did you start your own business at one of these conferences? Yeah. Yeah, tell me about that. Well, I sold all my pictures and I got a lot of money. Yeah? How I sell them all and got a lot of money is they're only 25 cents. That is a good price. How are you marketing these? Um, Getting people to buy them. Well, they, I just let people, I just let people walk up to my booth and let them see if they wanted one or not. 
Okay, what kind of conversations did you have with people? Not that many. Like five. Yeah? Well, what did you talk about? Like my the farm and stuff. Yeah? Did people have good questions about the farm? Yeah. And a person um needed to get something at her bag. So I let her set her coffee on the table. Fair enough. Now, did you end up um, expanding your business? No? I thought you did when you um, decided to start hiring. But then I fired them. Why did you fire them? They weren't doing what I told them. <laughs> what did you tell them to do? I told my sister to do red line. I mean, blue lines, and she did black lines. So you fired her? No. Oh. Just, I can't, I'm, I can't explain everything I want this girl. Can't explain anything to that girl, huh? Yeah. Yeah. All right. Um, how was our trip? We went cross country. What was the best part about driving cross country? Probably all, all the yummy snacks I got. And all the adventures. The adventures? What kind of adventures did we go on? Well, we can't explain because I have way too much fun on these adventures. <laughs> what was the best adventure? I don't even know. What did you get to see in D.C.? Well, a half-headed with um, squirrel. A half-headless squirrel in D.C. That was pretty awesome. Did you, was there anything else that really excited you in Washington D.C.? No. What about um the birds? Oh yeah. What kind of birds were they? Pigeons. Pigeons, yeah. <laughs> that that was pretty awesome to get to see pigeons in Washington D.C. I didn't know pigeons lived there. What was the best part about the museum? Probably when I got to learn like almost all of the soldier people all the soldier people yeah that was pretty cool that was at the smithsonian <clears throat> so if someone was going to start a homestead what advice would you have for them um, i don't know you don't know if someone told you i want to start a homestead what should i do well They would like sell flowers and stuff. They could sell flowers. What are some other ideas? Well, I don't really have any more ideas. Oh. They could sell pens too. Like pens? Free, pens. free pens. They wouldn't make a lot of money selling free pens. Yeah. What about their flowers they sell? Don't make money. Yeah, that's true. How much do you think they ought to sell their flowers for? I don't know. It's up to them. It's up to them? How much do you think they need to sell them for to make money? Or to, like, make a profit? Of money? Yeah. They could have, it like, 20, 25 or 24 cents. Like me. I kept mine at 25 and they sold pretty quick, huh? Yeah. 
Yeah. Um, you were giving out business advice at your booth too, weren't you? No. Oh. I don't think. And hey, mom. Hmm. I actually had a booth. Do you know that booth next to the honey one? Mm-hmm. That the girl there, um, she came and bought one. Oh, that was nice. It was one of those like crazy ones. <laughs> so you were selling good pictures or crazy pictures? Well, they're all crazy and good. Oh, did you meet some cool people? Yeah. Did you meet? Well, they weren't really cool, um, but we did talk a little and. They bought the picture, then we talked a little, and that's basically all we did when my customers came. Mm. Um, I know you went to some cool booths. Yeah. Yeah. What were some of your favorite booths? Probably um, the booth with the apples. With the apples. I don't remember what booth that was. It was the one with the other girl. Hmm. Okay. On like the end of the building. Oh, okay. Um, you got a free book at the conference, didn't you? Yeah, I don't remember where it is. I do. Um, I think I stuck it over there on the bookshelf. It was a book by you wanna go grab it? Okay. Where would I sit? It's right underneath the maps there. I asked the booth if they had anything else free, and they just gave me this. So, this book here, it's from Harold Thornborough. It's From Home to Small Town Homestead, Pursuing Self-Sufficiency and Sustainability No Matter Where You Live. So, this is the gentleman from the Modern Homestead podcast. We had him on one time. Did you know that? He was a pretty cool guy. He didn't even know you were my kid and gave you this book. Oh. Are you excited to read it? Well, I actually gave was getting it for you. Oh, you were? Yeah. I thought you would be able to read this pretty good because you were saying that you already knew everything about homesteading. I don't know everything. You don't know everything? Well, keep this with your gardening supplies. Okay. So you know where your book is. <laughs> I will do garden. that. Yeah, because it's got garden stuff on the front. What was another book you were reading the other day? Which day? When we were hunting. Oh, yeah. The one when, like, you get to know what you, like, found on, like, a bush or tree. The foraging book? Yeah, it was the Idaho foraging book. What were you trying to learn in there? Well, about cool berries. Yeah. Why is there no huckleberries in it? There were huckleberries in it. Was there wild strawberries? Mm-hmm. Was there blackberries? Mm-hmm. Oh. What are all the things that we uh forage for? Uh, I don't know. A lot. A lot? What do we forage for on our property? Well, I don't know. What were we getting down here on the road? Where? What kind of berries? 
Rose hips. <laughs> rose hips aren't berries, but we were definitely getting rose hips down there. Oh. Do you know what rose hips do? No. They help with inflammation. Oh, and are rose hips like hips of a rose? <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. Now, do you remember what the berries were called we were picking? No. No? Do you remember what dad makes out of it? No. We were picking elderberries for elderberry syrup. Uh, do you like elderberry syrup? Why not? Tastes weird. Yeah. Well, why do we drink it? Just in case if you're like get sick and stuff. Yes, sir. We still had that stuff. It could be good for like strep throats, right? Mm-hmm. We were just all too sick when we had strep throat to make any, and we don't have any made right now. Mm. So, if someone was starting a business, what advice do you have for them? I don't even know. If they didn't have business cards, I asked them. We had three business cards. Um, you, your business might go well, go up. A little. True. What should you have in brochures? Well, I don't know. Um, like, stop the meeting. <laughs> well, I was just trying to get some good gems out of you. You have great information, so I wanted to... Make sure we shared that great information. Oh, well, why don't you go ahead and tell everybody what some of your favorite things to do are? Well, one of my favorite things to do is hanging out at booths. At booths, yeah. And like how much I get to talk and buy stuff. With my own money. Yes, sir. And my business. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, I really appreciate you coming on today. Now, my favorite guest question for all of my guests is what does keep growing mean to you? I don't even know. I don't even know it. That is all right. High five. Did you enjoy today's episode? If so, please head over to your favorite podcast player and leave a comment and review. This helps me to know what you're enjoying and helps others find an episode that can help them. Thank you for joining me today at the Homestead Education, and I hope that I have given you something to think about this week. To help others find me, please comment and leave a review on your favorite podcast player. You can also follow me on Facebook at the Homestead Education and Instagram at Homestead underscore education. Do you have questions that you would like answered or just want to say hi? Please email me at hello at the homesteadeducation.com. Until next time, keep growing.